Welcome back to your favorite podcast, De-Influenced. And we're back, baby. It's just us two. I'm sorry. We are coming at you a little late. Yeah. A little late in the week. But hey, better late than never, right? Yeah. We, um, these, I'm, I'm excited for today's episode. It's just a free-flown one. Yeah, it's a free-flown. I don't like, sh- I don't like structure that much in these yeah, things. Yeah, honey, just let it ride. Just I like just rip. talking about random things, just Same. off the cuff. Yeah, what's well, just random. Spit it right now. What's <laughs> random? I know what's random. My pants? Guys, I, I, I can't, Jordan is always just so close when it comes to fashion. He's so close when it comes to his outfit. He's like, yes, yes. And then there's just like a big, big red X. No, he got dressed this morning in like a pretty killer outfit, but his pants are so tight. He reminds me of a Jonas brother. Like, yeah. They're my black theory pants are my favorite. Like a 2009 Jonas brother. You know what I'm saying? Well, no one told me that skinny jeans are out. Like, I feel like I just got into them and now they're gone. But I think that here's the thing. Here's the thing. For everyone. Is that I think that they might be out for someone like you who goes like New York Fashion Week. But like for me. I don't go to New York Fashion Week. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is like you're pretty up with the trends. What I'm saying is that like I'm pretty downstream. No. So if you're an early adopter, I'm a laggard as they would call. (laughs) This is why it's so funny because you're look at the shirt you're wearing. It is so tr- on trend. It is yeah. so trendy. This is not a classic look at all. This is, this is, this is not Ralph Lauren. This is trendy. So you you're trying to be trendy, but you're just behind. I'm having a hard time <laughs> with the departure of skinny jeans. If I'm being honest. Oh my gosh, Jordan. I'm having a so really really hard time. Of, so did all of us. We but here's the thing. We all had to mourn it about like last year, last fall, and really? and we went through our mourning process. And I'm I'm. Honestly, I feel for you. It's a really hard transition. I still, to this day, I don't like, feel great in baggy jeans. I, I know. Don't. I know exactly. Especially when you're like postpartum. I was like, really, guys? I'm postpartum and we're going into, we're transitioning to the baggy jeans? Like, what, for real? They just do us dirty like that, like some of these trends. But like, hun, we just got to suck it up and just keep Where did this forward. come from? Was this, did this come from Australia, <laughs> the UK, South Korea? Those are the, the main fashion. Milan. <laughs> Milan. So, I mean, typically it, tr- it trickles down from like the fashion weeks, maybe Paris or New York. Which is just so crazy because like, you know that these designers at fashion week are all about the clickbait. They're just dressing absolutely ridiculous. No. And then we pick up on it and we let them control Dictate. us. So actually what... So really, I'm actually the trendsetter here because <laughs> as skinny jeans are trying to go out, I'm holding on and I'm going to say, no guys, hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the oh. line. We're all going to wear them. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. That is funny. Yeah. No, I, there are, there is a resistance out there. Right. And it's a small, minor, it. it's a small minority. And, and there are some out there that are fighting and I'm sure they would love for you to join them. Honestly, they're not going to go. They're not going down easy either. No, I'm not going down. I Here's the thing. I'll take this one. There's not a lot of hills I'll die on. I'm taking this one to my grave. No, and you know what? If it's something you believe in, like I think you should. Yeah, the most unfortunate thing about this morning is, you know, you woke up a little bit later than usual. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't have your immediate feedback. And so for the first maybe 2 hours mm-hmm. that I was up, you were alone. I was alone and I was thinking, I I want you to know this. I changed my shoes three times 
because I was thinking, I was like, Welcome she's going to gonna say, my everyday life. no, 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 no. It's not about that. I was like, she's going to say that I missed the mark on my shoes. Like I, that was my guess. And then I oh. always know within the first 0.5 seconds of your reaction, if I nailed it and you looked me up and down and I go, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and it well, was the pants. It was the immediate junk in the trunk that I caught my eye caught. <laughs> well, don't blame me for your perversion. <laughs> My and eyes are up here. <laughs> Keep your eyes up here. Eyes ab- hey, above hey, hey. the belt. Above the belt. Eyes up here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, anyway. No, but I appreciate your efforts. And you look great. You know what I'm saying? I'm just Thanks. trying to help out. Like, it's it's because I care. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what else is new? I mean, we really haven't updated them on life lately. I know, because we had the Newtons, right? We had the Newtons. People loved that episode, y'all. Oh, my gosh. So then I did a poll last night, and I was like, who else should we have? Um, so the Nelsons were coming last week to be on the podcast, but like morning of they had to cancel. So then we rescheduled for, uh, two days ago and then morning of I had to cancel. So it's been pushed, but they are getting rescheduled on our calendar and we cannot wait to have, um, Maddie and David. So they'll be on the podcast soon. You know what I'm going to call them out about (laughs) (laughs) just to stoke the fire for that episode. (laughs) You know, have you thought about how they left us at Tao? since that because i i want to say i've probably thought about it maybe once every other day since it happened three Why? weeks ago they had well, plans before i know i know the whole series of events didn't make them the bad guys but you know a simple invite could have <laughs> oh could have sufficed god well so okay here's the story so we were at bridget's wedding you know and it was kind of like the after party and we were like oh like let's go back to the hotel but here's the thing but they had already had plans they had plans and they were trying to transition to their plans with their their other friends right and, and we just I, hopped on the ride no, and then they go we're getting uber i go we're gonna come with and we were not like i invited myself essentially but i don't i'm not really that girl that's like gonna get offended if somebody has plans and they have to leave right. me like I don't really care but Jordan is maybe that guy well no let me tell you why it triggered with me um so okay they went to dinner with a guy named Tyler Seguin okay so Tyler is that famous hockey player okay, it's Tyler Sagan T- oh shoot <laughs> you obviously don't know who these I'm people ho- are I mean listen and I'm I not a hockey guy I'm yeah. not a hockey guy yeah I know Tyler Neither Sagan one. okay so he's a really Sagan. big deal um and david was obviously an athlete so i think the trigger in me was like okay these are the cool kids and i'm kind like kind of i was like okay so this is like a list or a team and i was on c team so this feels this feels very triggering once again i just want to defend them because maddie was saying bye to me at the bar true i know she was like we gotta go and i said where are you going and she goes Oh, I'm going to go change. Cause first she wanted to change. I go, Oh, you're going to the hotel. I said, me too. Let's just split an Uber. And then we just hopped in the back like, and they didn't care or anything, but then they, they really had plans after go to, to go to town and they were late. So they skipped the changing. Yeah. So it wasn't their fault at all. They had a reservation and everything. Okay. Okay. Fair. Just wanted to, but to okay. Them. Fair, fair. <laughs> Tell me yes or no. That wasn't a magical car ride we had. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we had a great time in the car ride. We, the the yeah, conversation so was flowing. We were telling stories that we've never told each other this before. This is why I'm the gal that's just like, oh, you're going, I'm hopping. I'm, I'm taking a ride too. Yeah. I have no shame. Like, because we're, cause you're going to like me and we're going to get close. Yeah. We were headed <laughs> the same direction. It was very logical for us to share a ride with him, but here was what got me. Okay. So we have this awesome car ride. Yeah. 
I tell David and Maddie stories I've never told anyone. <laughs> we're like, like we you're like, David, you're my best friend. <laughs> we created a bond. No, no, no. David doesn't have friends. Oh yeah. He doesn't like friends. We talk about this often. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's, he's a family man. He's a family man. He's like, no, he's I don't, like, I don't he's have like Friday night. I'm hanging with my kids. Yeah. He's like, I don't have time for That's friends. And I'm like, Jordan. dude, I'm like me too. <laughs> Great. Um, and so we're very low maintenance, uh, non friends together. So we get to the location. They're like, Oh, we're going to towel. Are you, you know, it was kind of like that moment. And he was like, we'll call you guys in 10 minutes. Oh, he did not say that. He said that. I will bring this up to him on the podcast. He said, we'll call you guys I in 10 minutes. I did not hear that. He did not say that. He goes, we'll call you afterwards. We'll see what y'all are doing afterwards. In 10 minutes. He said it no, was, he, he positioned it as like, we had such a great time in the car. We don't want to go hang with Tyler. No, Sagan. I think they really did have a great time with us in the car. Like, oh no, for real. A hundred percent. Like I really think if we lived closer and had less children, we would be really good friends. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> we just have many babies and live further. <laughs> so it makes it more difficult. Yeah, I'm also like fake outraged about this. It's I know he's, I know, I'm, I'm I totally know, kidding. I know you're messing around, but I am um, going to bring it up to him and make them feel awkward <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do yeah we did oh have we wait we did recap bridget's wedding didn't we oh yeah we did yeah we yeah did. we already went her pictures came out by the way did you see we're allowed to post oh no so i got a text with embargoes the embargoes over embargoes over i don't i think that they were um honestly i don't know the issue or what happened with the photos but it was we, embargoed what does that mean like traded no, no, no. Embargo means like when you tell the press, like, hey, we're giving you the story, yeah. but it's embargoed until September 2nd. Like you can't post it until September 2nd. She embargoed her wedding. That is so chic. Like, wow. I wish I, I had vibes. Event. I wish I had an event people would care enough to embargo with me. I was trying to think of why they did that. And I think it was really smart because it allowed for them to enjoy their honeymoon and 100%. not have to deal with like social media. 100%. I even enjoyed the, like I was more in the moment because I felt like I didn't have to take photos. In fact, when we were at events, I was scared to take photos because mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't allowed to post any. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to. And they had so many content creators. They had a luxury content creator business essentially there that just they travel and do luxury weddings and do like social media for them. Wow. That's cool. I, I do need to clear something up. I had mentioned either on this podcast or to every other person at the wedding that the paparazzi were actually taking pictures from across the opposite hotel. It was I, their photographer. Yeah, it was their photographer. I told you that. I know, but, but paparazzi it, sounds cool. It was more fun. Yeah. Well, but I told a lot of people, oh gosh. a lot of people. I was like, yeah, did y'all see the, the paths? <laughs> oh my gosh. They're there to capture Tyler. Well, it made Tyler Stegan. <laughs> yeah. It made Bridget and Mike look cooler that the paparazzi were photographing their wedding. And maybe it was just something I created in my own mind, but I'm sorry for that rumor. I was wrong. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that wedding because I think we were more in the moment. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I went to, a, a, speaking of weddings, I went to another bachelorette. I went to Janine's bachelorette. It was like, you know me, like, I don't get super sentimental about a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know? And Janine is someone that I'll get sentimental for. I know. You know she why? Has, it's because she, she doesn't need it. She has this special place in my heart. Like, she's just one of those people that, like, I maybe wouldn't, I won't see for two years and which I always see her. So that's not really, but like, I'm like, when I see you, I'm like, you belong here, right here in my soul. She's pointing to her heart. Yeah. I just, I just love her. Yeah. I, you know, and there's, there's another thing I'm going to, I'm going to say about her. I just respect her a lot. You know, respect yeah. is everything for me. Yeah. I have to well, respect we, my we, people. We position her as, I, as a, 
There's like influencers that are Christians, which I would say we are. And then there's Christian influencers. I think she does Christian influencing the best. The best. Because you know why? Because she's an even better person off screen. Yeah. And I, I've seen it. Like I know it. She's actually more committed and more um, like, what am I saying? It's not uh, a performance. Uh, oh my gosh. What is it? De not determined. Whenever you're like hardworking behind the scenes. Diligent. Diligent. Whatever. She's all that behind the scenes. And she's not performative. And I yeah. love that. Funny story. Do you want to tell the story about the first time that Janine invited you to be in a YouTube video with her? I'm going to tell it because it's, it's funny <laughs> to I think about it now. And then you yes, tell it? set the scene. Um, so, you know, I always talk about my YouTube days as, oh, I was a YouTuber. Really in reality, what happened was I got a hundred thousand followers within three months. And then after that, it was a total SHIT show. Like, I did not grow after that. I really struggled. My videos didn't pop off. Like I was on the decline after three months. It was like really hard for me, but I was still out there hustling because I, I wanted I wanted it to work so bad. But like, it's like I had a taste of like the goodness for three months and then it was like, and just like total like train wreck. Like you low know? gravy. Like exactly. Like I was like a one hit wonder, 100%. So weird. I was thinking about him today. I was like, man, he only had one song. Yeah. Baby, you're so delicious and so That's fun. hard though. So, I mean, it's No, but just hard. side note about him, he really doesn't want to be famous and he doesn't want to put out songs that make him like give him that much fame. I uh, I read this article about him. But anyway. Okay, um so so I was really struggling and and I would, you know, collaborate with a lot of YouTubers and have these spikes and like have these cool opportunities because I was one of the first YouTubers out there. But it was really hard for me. And then mentally, it was like a whole nother thing. Like if I ever write a book, like I'll just go like ham because there's this whole phase in my life that really nobody knows about because honestly, it brings a little PTSD when I think about those early YouTube days. I was so unhealthy. Like it was hard. So then I meet Janine, who was also kind of a fan of mine at first. Like not a fan, but she was like, oh my gosh, like she followed me. Like, yeah. And... So Janine wanted to do like these collaborations and want to work together, but I was so busy at UT in Austin. She was at UT in Austin as well, but you know, there's 50,000 students there. Mm -hmm. So um, we, our paths never really crossed. One day I get on YouTube and Janine's channel has skyrocketed. Like she went, I think she immediately got like a million followers and I'm like still at, like a hundred thousand. And I'm like, dude, what, what did she do? Um, and so, Anyway, I keep hustling, keep hustling. Our paths never really cross. I get to a point where I graduate from college and I'm going to quit YouTube. I'm so discouraged. I'm like, dude, this isn't going anywhere for me. I'm not growing. I'm not in a healthy place. Like, I'm just going to go get a real job. And then. And so one, it's Christmas Eve. Gen oh no, not Christmas Eve. It's Christmas video time. Which, which is like October. Our, it's like Black Friday for yeah. YouTubers. So um, Janine asked Danny, she's like, do you want to be in my Christmas video? But we weren't even like really friends. No, like, no. She reached out to me and was just like, let's do a collab. I was, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like this huge YouTuber wants to collab with me. You cleaned your entire apartment. You had everything set up. And I'll just never. I don't really remember the story, but really, yeah, you can tell. She that. she came over, okay, and 
you thought that you were helping her film a video because like the the youtube language back then was really weird it was like hey do you want to yeah like it was like hey do you want to film together and sometimes that would mean like will you help me film my video it's like taking my pictures but really like just help me film my youtube right but it's kind of like if my understanding or memory of it was like you kind of have to pay your dues so like if david dobrik was like hey you want to film together that might mean you're just like filming his vlog it might mean you end up in it. It might mean you have like a, a huge part you in it. You have a little moment where like David's like, oh, thanks Danny for filming. And then you're in it for five seconds. And then everybody's like, who's that? And then yeah. it would help you grow. So you have no idea. So Janine comes over and she's like, hey, let's film together. And <laughs> I think that in your mind, you were like, I don't know what's going to happen, but like whatever happens, like I'm going to be ready. And Janine, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was like standing in the background. Janine was like, hey, why don't you come film? And you like had this moment where you're like, oh, really like really and then she was like yeah come on like no big deal and you were so not nervous but like no I was nervous you were nervous you were enamored and then like it was like it's so funny to think about now because you were at your bachelorette party but like in that moment like Janine was a game changer for you you have to understand like especially in the early days of this space it's different now because I feel like you can like really earn your dues now because of the algorithm like it's easier to do it on your own But back then, like the way that you grew was collaboration. Like the way that you grew was getting in somebody else's video, somebody else introducing you. Like that one day that Ingrid Nelson shouted me out in her favorites video, which was like a 20 minute video, Jordan. And she mentioned me at like minute 19. Okay. You would have to watch like the entire video to even see that. But do you know, like that day I grew so many followers because of her mention that she loved my YouTube channel. She was like this big YouTuber back then that mentioned me and so it was like kind of just like a lot of networking it was a lot of just like meeting people collaborating helping them out there would be days when i would go help other youtubers shoot their videos and then yeah they never did anything for me in return but i got to learn from them i got to see how they edit what they what you know uh what uh equipment they use Mm -hmm. because that was all like that was gate kept like nobody was sharing that stuff so you the way you learned is like you would go like shadow someone you know and their strategy and their how their their angles and everything. So um so yeah, I was just like to be around Janine who was really talented. I I learned a lot. She taught me how to edit like mm-hmm. in a more creative way. She taught me like which camera to get, what type of lighting, everything. And so she was very gracious in that sense, but I think that she kept me around cuz she never felt like I was using her cuz I was always like uh, always out. My biggest thing and I think you can attest to this is like anytime I do do anything with like another creative or another creator, like I always put our friendship first. Yeah. You've always been really good. You don't really use people. Yeah. And like Never. if, if it ends up working out where we both are going to like work towards our goal together, great. I don't care. Like I'm always going to put people first before like success because I truly like I've done it the other way and it's not worth it. Like Mm-mm. those things don't make you happy. And like, I just value relationships so much more than, honestly a lot of things and so i've learned that the hard way um shout out janine getting married Shout out janine so yeah so that video is like still up too it's like really funny i know anyway um i watch it sometimes <laughs> do you really no <laughs> um but while you were there i took stella on our first daddy daughter trip oh my god should we tell the behind the scenes of like you canceling the trip or no yeah why not like people are so annoying about this 
Yeah, they were honestly, I mean, like it was kind of in my favor because you were the bad guy. <laughs> I know, which was funny because I actually wasn't the bad guy. Um, I was going to go on a trip Wednesday through Friday and like the place I was going <laughs> to go is like really like the tickets were sold out. So I only could have gone Wednesday through Friday. So I booked the trip. Which I didn't know that. Yeah, which I booked the trip Wednesday through Friday. And then which, Danny. Wait, sorry. Can I tell us? Because wow. you didn't tell me that you booked it Wednesday through Friday. That's why this is that's so complicated. Honestly, like let's not fight here, but like that's debatable. You did not tell me because here's the thing. I was always going on this bachelorette. I've known about this bachelorette for months. Mm -hmm. And Jordan said, while you're at the bachelorette, I'm going to take Stella somewhere. I said, great. I'm going to be at the bachelorette. Go have a daddy daughter trip. This sounds amazing. Um, so then that week comes around and he wakes up on a Wednesday morning. He's like, I'm leaving. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm, you know, I'm taking Stella on that trip. I said, I thought you were leaving while I was going to be gone. Now, if you leave on Wednesday, I'm not going to see Stella for six days straight. Like, that's not cool with me. Like, I never agreed to that. So then we didn't get in a fight or anything, but you were like, okay, I understand your, your point. I'm going to switch the trip to while you're gone as well. But it obviously like was frustrating for you to have to change the trip last minute, right? Yeah, very frustrating. And so then um, I got on my stories and I was like... <laughs> open up about this moment because honestly i'm overwhelmed <laughs> and like dude this is why like every time i try to get real it always bites me in the butt because i'm like then <sighs> this is like just like the worst timing but that same night i had also committed to go to a jonas brothers concert at like eight o'clock with two other moms shauna and tiffany and um i had agreed to post for the jonas brothers it was yeah. like a like a collab kind of um and so then that night I go to the Jonas Brothers concert and everybody's like, oh my God, you made Jordan cancel his trip, but then you go to the Jonas Brothers concert. I'm like, I was like, I know guys. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, DM me. I was like, dude, okay. Did I want to go to that Jonas Brothers concert? It was like one of those things where you had committed a couple months back. And I think in the moment you were like, oh, I'm like really tired. I wish I, and of course I want to see the Joe bros. They're Diffie supporters. Like I absolutely love them, but I, I did have a lot going on and I was like not feeling that great. But I'm, like I said, I also more so valued my time with Tiffany and Shauna. Yeah. Over the, it was just like a segue to, you know, I will say their, their concert. I want to touch on this really fast. Um, super nostalgic, really sweet. Joe seemed so sad. Well, that's like a whole thing. Let's pause. Okay, okay. Let's pause. Okay, okay let's get it. So basically, the, the long and the short of this is that I was originally not going to go to San Diego. I was going to go to somewhere <laughs> undisclosed because it's quote unquote controversial on the East Coast. And then the hurricane hit. So I had to cancel everything. And so I was like, well, I'll just go to the San Diego Zoo with Stella, but then Danny was like, why are you going to San Diego when I'm going to San Diego? Like it's, does well, why it, aren't you going to San Diego when I'm going? Right. Yeah. You said, why I are you going? Well, because I was going Wednesday through Friday. She was like, yeah. why don't you wait? We can fly together. Yeah. I'll go to, so it, it makes so much sense. So it was kind of just like a logistical mess, but then, um, so you were right. I, I mean, you, you definitely were right. Like it would have Dude, been like, really hard on you to, to not see, see Stella for six days. Yeah. Like, to not see our kids for six days. And, and I committed to this bachelorette so long ago and like, it just really didn't make any sense. So anyway, he changed his trip to go when I was gone as well. So originally she would have gone to the Jonas Brothers like on a time where, you know, Everything I wouldn't normal. have been gone. Yeah, I wouldn't have been gone. So anyway, it was a little bit of a mess. I came out the hero, Danny came out the villain. <laughs> yep, just, I'm just taking one for the team over here. Dude, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal. But here. I will say, 
all that aside, daddy daughter trips, so underrated. Yeah. Best time of my life. Yeah. And then I, and Stratton got to stay with Nene and Papa. Yeah. Like, and so listen, sweet. listen, I hear, this is where I'm not the hero is people are going to be like, Jordan, why didn't you take Stratton? Like, dude, okay, there's Stratton, no way to take two babies. Yeah, Stratton can't walk yet. And He's not talking. And like, like there will be a time where we have daddy son trips, like 100%. I already have them mapped out. I have them all planned in my he head. I can't wait. I can't wait, but like, he's just too young. And so like Stella has a personality. She knows what's going on. Like she really knows when we are there and when we're not there. Like it's- That's what's hard for people that, cause all the moms that hate on me for that probably don't have 202. All the moms are like, oh my gosh, like Stratton didn't get to go. And I look at their profiles and they have kids too, but their kids are like five years apart. Yeah, it's so different. I'm like, dude, like you don't get it. Like Jordan taking Stella and Stratton to the zoo by himself, they could have done nothing. Nothing. It would, and it would have taken away- It's also from, like unsafe. <laughs> it would have taken away from my experiences with Stella. It would have taken away from Stella's experience, like Stratton's experience in a lot of ways because they would have been fighting. Like there will be a time, probably in a year, where we yeah. can take both of our kids. Like I would totally myself- and you yourself take both of our kids on a trip together, yeah. but like not now. You like, know, and that's you know okay. Like we have a DM whole lifetime. People when they say stuff like that, I want to say, get off my balls. Get off her balls. Like, get dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like that many people, but like the no, people. No, it was, it was. Cause it was people that were upset about the Jonas Brothers concert. Yeah, but people have like a couple things that they come out at you all the time. And it's like that you don't <laughs> love Strat or we don't love Stratton. And like that it's you're hilarious. Yeah. It's so stupid. Gosh, I freaking love Stratton. Um, <laughs> other, um, other thing just in the intro here, this is a free cuff. It's yeah. Oh, just like, just let it flow, honey. Can I talk about my AI art show? Yeah. Okay. So I've been on mid journey quite a bit. I've been doing deep, deep debriefs to our Divi team on how Babe, to use artificial all, intelligence. People don't know what mid journey is. You gotta, mid, you gotta dumb it down for us a little bit. Mid journey is basically like all this like AI, AI art that you're seeing. What you do is like you go into this discord server and you type slash imagine, and you can literally say anything. Like I could say, imagine Danny Austin on a beach. Imagine Danny, well, I, yeah, that wouldn't work because it doesn't know who Danny Austin is. <laughs> but I would say, like, imagine a beautiful mid-century modern lake house on off the coast of France. France, um, with surrounded by wizards. Surrounded by wizards, and and I could say shot on a Canon DSLR, and it would literally spit out a photorealistic picture of these things, right? So I have been wanting to get our Divi company on like AI art for so long. I'm like, this could change the whole game because something that would have cost a hundred thousand dollars to shoot and produce in the past can now be done in like 10 seconds. Right. And so I'm hosting an AI art show. I put up $500 as the prize and we are, I'm basically having everyone in Divi create their own AI art. And then we're having an actual art show where people will vote the winner this is and the so winner fun. gets $500. Is that your idea? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's like a really good idea. I know. I love it. We I should know. do it for like our, our people too, our followers. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, like club Divi, like it. give like give like a trip away or something. Yes. Oh, see, this is to how find, this is why we were to like find such a good the team. next to find the next AI artist for Divi. Genius, um, I'm writing this down. Yeah, or like a fun trip giveaway. AI artist for Divi. No. I'm looking for the next Picasso. So good. Okay. Anyway, Guys, so just I just thought that was embracing technology. We're embracing the future. No, I gave a whole speech. You missed the speech, but at Divi, I went in and I said, listen, we're technology not is not jobs. our foe. Technology is our friend. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, cause a lot of, I think the creative team, especially like creatives are very, they don't know whether to accept it, to try and push against it. Like the whole, uh, Hollywood strike, it, a large topic and it is, is AI. I know dude, but this is like you the industrial you, revolution. Like I know. you got to hop on, like, because if you fight it, it's going to win at the end yeah. of the day, technology is going to win. And so we have to adapt and we have to be quick on our toes and change. And I'm, I'm really just saying this more so, I mean, cause I experience this every day too. Mm -hmm. Like with, like one day you think you got something figured out on and Instagram. Then 19 year olds start dancing on TikTok, TikTok and, you're, and like, you're like, what the heck? It's like, dude, then Jordan has to take hip hop classes. Like, I know. you think he wants to be in hip hop classes? I was classes? like, babe, I don't want to be in hip hop classes, but we are going to miss the freaking boat if I don't join hip hop classes. Guys, that's, that's a true story. Like I'm it's telling y'all it's that extreme that like, whenever something new comes out, like even podcasting, we're like, okay, we got to learn how to podcast. We got to buy all this equipment. We got to hire a podcast producer, which we never did, but we're still working on it. We got it. We turned this room that I literally just finished for the, the Danny Austin headquarters. Now it's a podcast studio. And now our beloved ping pong table is split in half. We don't even play on it anymore because it's used to block the light. For Look, it even has a post-it note on it, says, it that please says, don't please move. don't move. And it's like, well, we want to play ping pong. <laughs> Not anymore because we're, we got to get on our toes and innovate. And so you change or die people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough out there. Like I'm not saying it's easy, but it's, it's, it just boggles my mind because there are a few industries and a few jobs and my dad's job is included in this. But so my dad has a showroom at the Dallas Market Center. He's had a showroom there for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so basically what that means is it's like a big mall um, that like boutiques, retailers will come, will come and shop and buy inventory for their stores. So if y'all follow like Maddie Nelson, her shop Tallulah, like whenever for her boutique, her online store, she goes to market and she does, she, she puts orders in. So you have to buy it in bulk and wholesale. So basically my dad is, has had the same job for 30 years and this industry has changed a lot. Like Maddie's whole boutique is online, right? Like it's all online. It's all digital. My dad has not changed one bit. He still faxes all of his orders. <laughs> he puts all of his clothes. Okay. Y'all he, which things that you could do over a zoom call, right? He puts all of his clothes. He has these bars in the back of his truck. He loads all of the clothes yeah. like a closet and drives all over the country to different boutiques and shows the clothes in person to these women instead of doing a zoom call and being able to meet with 15 stores in a day, he'll meet with probably three stores in a week, you know? And it's just, he didn't ever really innovate, but it's worked for him. And you know why? All of his clients are also in his same stage. Laggards. They're just- This is a technical term. I'm not making fun okay, of Okay, that kind of was, sound, it's not derogatory. No, no, it's not derogatory. There's like a, there's an adoption curve and it's like early adopters, and then laggards. mid, and then laggards are the ones who like but adopt But for less. some laggards, it works. And I think for some laggards, it, they, uh, they value that. Like the woman that my dad, um, still sells to, they appreciate the, him coming to yeah. him. And, and the, the difference is, is their boutiques are probably don't have this exponential growth, but they're content and they're happy. And that's right. something that can't be measured. You know? It also shows like, you don't have to be on the cutting edge of everything. Like it's going to take like generations for AI to be adopted across the board. Like it's like, it's not like if you don't, if you don't jump on it tomorrow, you're going to be gone. Yeah. You know? But I think it also shows us that like relationships still do matter. Yeah. And I've even found that through, um, like my own influencer business. Um, like just really valuing every single brand dealer, every like behind the brand that we're talking to, there is a team of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like really imagining like the five or six people behind the screen 
and asking them questions outside of work. What are they going through? Send them flowers when it's, you know, they're going through a hard time, even if you barely know them. Like relationships still matter so much more than just like, oh, uh, this influencer sells the most, so let's hire her. Like I wanna hire good people too, because at the end of the day, like that gives me more joy and peace than like a number. Yeah. So you still have to, you know, value relationships and everything, but, um, and think about people, but you know, I think that there's like a middle ground, of course, it's everything in moderation. So gosh, this episode is fire already. Fire. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board. Um, can we go back to the Jonas brothers? Yeah. I don't really know much about the Jonas brothers. I do. Well, can I just give my unbiased opinion? Yeah. Cause the headline here is hard. What's the headline? Tell me the headline first. Well, can I just talk about the experience at the concert first? Yeah, before we get into the heartache. Yeah, so um, the concert was so beautiful, so nostalgic. Let me tell you, like it was a room full of millennials, you know? Mm -hmm. It was so funny seeing the Jonas Brothers with like all these like 30-year-old women because the last time I saw the Jonas Brothers, I was in like maybe middle school or high school. Like maybe, I was probably like in middle school and it was such a teeny bop. Like I was probably, I couldn't drive. I remember my mom had to drop me off at the concert. And I remember like, I was like back row. And I remember being at this concert when I was like 14 and thinking like, I love Nick Jonas so much that like it hurts. Like my soul Why hurts. Why Nick? I don't know. I just liked him back then. Hmm. No, I don't. I think Joe is the coolest now. But really? um, yeah, like I, I just remember Kevin. like, I love them. Like I want him so badly. Like I want to marry him. And then it's just so funny to go back and I'm like, wait, they're kind of my age and all these other women, like they all have, they're all dads, right? Like, um, and it was just such a, it was so nostalgic. It was yeah. sweet. I, I met a lot of people that follow us, like, which was so cool. Cause it was like, we were all like, what are we doing here? And we're like, I don't know. Like we all had kids and we're like, we need to go home. That's funny. <laughs> um, there was like one point in the middle of the concert where me, Tiffany and Shauna, like we're starving. So we went out and like ate a burger and we sat on these picnic tables like outside and like all these moms that you know had to go to the bathroom, need a water, they saw us and they like came and like surrounded our, we had like our like like meetup, it was cool. A lot of people were um, not impressed by the intermission. So. Which is a weird, which is a weird move. that, so the intermission, so here's another thing, I was with Tiffany and Shauna, they both had three month olds, okay? So like we had to go and, um, and I was like really kind of starting to get a cough, I wasn't feeling great. And so the intermission we thought was the end of the show. So we sprinted out, we sprinted to our car and then we were leaving. We're like, why is nobody like following us? Like we're the only ones leaving. It was cause it was intermission. It went like long. Um, but I want to say one thing about the show. <sighs> they were sad. These boys were sad. Um, not in like they were like, there was something in Joe's eyes that he looked really sad mm. and, and, um, he, I either thought he was tired or sad. Um, Kevin looked the happiest and then Nick was kind of in the middle, but I just, there was something in my mama's soul that just was like, I want to give those boys a hug, you know? Well, you, is that before or after you saw the headline? Cause before you saw the no, headline, you thought that they weren't not, giving. Yes. Yeah, so when I came home, remember the next day I go, guys, the Jonas Brothers were tired. I was like, something was up. And then I told the girls, like, I was like, something is wrong. I, something was off. And I didn't know what it was. And then literally like last week, there were like these headlines, Joe Jonas and uh, what's her name? His wife. Oh, Sophie, Sophie Turner are filing for divorce. Mm. And um, that 
It all adds up now. He was going through all of that and like, you know, probably the the public announcement during that show. Because Dallas is also kind of like their hometown. Like they should have been like, there's yeah, like Rangers brought, fans. Yeah, brought the heat. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, so, so my, before you go into this, first of all, I didn't really know that people were that obsessed with them as a couple. Sophie Turner and Joe. Because he's, she's like, he's a short king. He's shorter than her? Yeah, like significantly. Okay, so that was... And that probably gives all the other short kings hope out there. Okay, so that's that's an interesting take. I thought it was because she was on Game of Thrones. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I was like... Mm. I just like looking at them as a couple. You know, like sometimes, and you never know. You can't judge a book by its cover. But 100%. there's like there's like some couples you're like, they're going to make it. And then you're like, eh, I don't really know. Like Kevin and Danielle make sense. But Nick and Pri- Priyanka... Chopra, yeah. Um, and then most famous person, the, is she? I mean, she's like the biggest Bollywood star for sure. True. Um, and then Joe and Sophie were just kind of like anomalies to me. Mm-hmm. But don't you love an anomaly? Like, don't you love whenever it's like, oh, we don't see them together, but it's working? Yeah, maybe that's why people liked it because it was so unconventional. Mm-hmm. But like, I looked at it and I was like, I don't really see this lasting. I also don't mo- know much about her, but isn't she like kind of crass? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't watch a show. I don't really know anything about her. But I do know that the Jonas Brothers come from like a pretty solid family and they're probably more like family men. Like they're probably like more toned down. Oh, so you think it's her fault? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I just, I, that's, I'm just saying what I know. Cause I yeah. think that they have What like do a we dad. know? Do we know anything? They were raised like super Christian. No, no, no. Do we know anything about why they broke up? Oh no, I know nothing. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like a fan enough of Sophie to know. And I'm not, it was just, it just surprised me how upset people were about this. Like it, like people lost hope over this and I, and I didn't understand. Did Jimmy Buffett die? Oh gosh. She just is finding out. Yeah. When? Um, wasn't he just out and about? Honestly, babe, I think this was like six days ago. I'm so sorry. You're having to find out about this. Wait, wasn't he just out and about though for real? What do you mean? <laughs> I thought I just saw. Wait, hold on. I'm not laughing over his death. I'm laughing over. It. <laughs> wait, I swear to you. What do you mean out and about? I mean, I'm sure like he pa- was shots by the paparazzi. I don't know. I mean, okay. The only reason I'm telling you this is are I you got- thinking of Kenny Chesney? What Kenny Chesney? I didn't. I had no idea you were such a big Jimmy Buffett fan. No, let me tell you something. So I went down this rabbit hole. It was the most interesting um, Instagram account where it's a pop, a paparazzi that has all these relationships with, and he shoots in the Hamptons. Okay. And he was shooting like so many celebrities in the Hamptons. And he has, so, you know, like, um, like Ed Sheeran walks up, he's like, Hey man, like, you know, and I just love that stuff. I love to see like content that the paparazzi shoot. I think it's just fascinating. Yeah. They shot um, Bill Clinton okay. at a, at a bookstore with Emma, uh roberts got it see that was so random right yeah it's the coolest video emma roberts is exiting she like just did yoga and then bill clinton is walking into a bookstore and emma roberts like doesn't see bill clinton and it's this whole video so i anyway and i was like oh we know emma roberts so i started just like scrolling and i swear to you he just shot jimmy buffett oh man well yeah so while she's looking that up yeah he passed away um i forget what it was i forget what the cause was Man, how old was he? I think 74. That's young, right? No. No. 
so um I'm sorry. Wow, where did, that's where really did, disappointing. Sad. Um what's the what role did Jimmy Buffett uh play in your life? He's just a classic, you know. Right. <laughs> Margarita Bill. Well, it's like it's I, Jimmy Buffett, man. Like everybody knows Jimmy Buffett. I'm not like a huge fan or anything, but like I yeah. don't like for anybody to go. Isn't Jimmy Buffett the guy who hit on your mom? Yeah. Wait, we have to call my mom right now about that. Was that Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, that was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett um, almost almost got into a fight with oh dad. Danny's dad because he was hitting on Danny's mom. My mom was like, they were at the Four Seasons. Yeah, that put just, it closer. Put the mic closer. They were hitting on... Um, so they're at the Four Seasons. That's now the Ritz, right? Mm-hmm. Up in, uh, it's where we used to take the kids. Yeah, kit. Las Colinas. Las Colinas. And they were staying there for the weekend. And they were like playing pool or something. And Jimmy Buffett and his uh, bodyguards yeah. approached my mom. And mom? Call your dad. Hello, mom? Did she even have approached my mom and were hit it was hitting my mom asked my mom if she wanted to go like party with them after yeah. my dad came up and they got in like a physical altercation and um oh wasn't he with like a football player the, his his bodyguard was a football player yeah maybe yeah my dad will, will know and um oh, mom's not answering. and so then you know my mom went or like the security came in uh, from like the hotel because it was like this whole thing and my mom said you know who they kicked out yeah my dad kicked, and my and my mom not jimmy buffett they but let then him slide he apologized and invited he them did, to, to a show. the show i think he might have like been drinking or something and then he apologized and invited them to like he came up to them at like breakfast the next morning and apologized yeah so he's a he's a nice he's man. a sweet baby we all have our we all have our moments our moments I'm just going to call my dad really fast. Um, man, I didn't know that. Hey, Daniela. Hey, Dad. You're on speakerphone, so don't say anything bad. Okay, just ask him really quick, really dad, quick. Dad, was it Jimmy Buffett that... Um, hit on Mom. Hit on Mom at the at the Las Colinas Hotel? I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you. Um, dad, can you hear me? This, this is important. This is crucial. Dad, can you hear? Let's see. Hold on a second. Okay, say something again. Dad, was it Jimmy Buffett that hit on mom at the Las Colinas Hotel? Hold on, I'm going to see if mom can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is good content. Mom. You're kidding me. Literally. She calls calls us 700 times a day. (laughs) This is the one. (laughs) The one time. (laughs) Mom. Seriously? Call again. People are going to be like, we don't believe you. No, come on. Come on. <laughs> Dad. Just call again. This is worth it. It's okay. <coughs> this is long form content. This is what we what we do. Call again. Call again. Call I again. Am, oh. He's probably got his like AirPods hooked up or something. Wasting away in here. Margaritaville. <laughs> What's an... Dad, can you hear me? Oh, gosh. Dad, why can't you hear me? Dad. 
This is a joke. Dad, can you hear me now? Say something. Dad, was it Jimmy Buffett that hit on mom? Yeah, yeah, I already passed away. He's the one that I had that encounter with. <laughs> did you punch him? Did I, did I punch him? Yeah. Uh, not exactly. Uh, his bodyguard had a cute uh, uh, stick around my neck. <laughs> and uh, the other bodyguards were chasing pork chop underneath the pool table. Pork chop. <laughs> I didn't actually hit him. I would have. I didn't actually hit him. It was because he was hitting on mom. Was he hitting on mom? He had a big entourage with him. I mean, we were we were playing shuffleboard at the um, the Ritz at the resort, yeah. and he just came with his entourage, just tried to take over. Did he hit on mom? Then we were playing shuffleboard, and they put there's a pool table right in front of it. So they got the cue balls out, and they're hitting these cue balls with our heads, and they're just shooting up against the wall. They're probably going 50 miles an hour. 50. So I took one, and, and like I was going to, Buffett just sat down and watched his entourage, you know, Jack with us. And he was, they were asking Mom and uh, Mary Kay that they're having a party upstairs. And uh, she goes, no, this, we're just going to finish a game. So they hit another cue ball at my head. So I picked it up and reared back like I was going to throw it at him. And then that's when they got me. Okay, but hold on. It wasn't Jimmy. Out headlock and we put a cue stick around my neck and then um luckily we were the only ones in the bar and the and the uh, bartender saw what was going on so they called security just in time <laughs> just in time you you almost lost your you head al- you almost had him though oh yeah wait so so was it jimmy so crazy i ran into him two more times during that weekend and one time in the men's room and then, I, I mean, I, I was all over him. And then all of a sudden, look up, there's Ed Podolak was in the NFL. He was an all-pro rookie running back. He was the bodyguard. So he comes up and says, you want some more of me? You know, this guy's about 6'2", 225, you know. And he had two more guys behind him. And I said, no, I'll catch Mr. Buff a little later on. So you anyway, would. Everywhere we went, I couldn't shake the clown. <laughs> so um, d- did he hit on mom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were hitting on Mom and hitting on Mary Kay, trying to get them to go upstairs to go to a party. And, and I was trying to explain to him that it was Mom's birthday. We were just celebrating it. And, uh, you know, he didn't like it, you know? Wow. So, and, and security comes, and they throw us out. Did he apologize? Did he apologize the next day? Well, two days later he did, after I ran into him the next day in the, in the uh, gym. And then uh, the, the following Sunday morning, we're having brunch. And I don't know if you remember Scott Murray. He was the uh, sportscaster on Channel 5. So he's sitting next to me, and he's asking about my weekend, and I'm telling him, and he just can't believe it, you know. He's thinking, how can I put this on my show? And then all of a sudden, Buffett walks in with his entourage, because you know, there are a couple of concerts in Dallas that weekend. And so they walk in, and so he looks over and sees me, and he walks across the restaurant. We were sitting over by the window. And he walked across the restaurant and uh, shook my hand and said, I have a feeling I kind of ruined your weekend. He goes, I want to apologize. Aww. And I said, I said, Jimmy, I don't know what you're on, but, I mean, you you were crazy. And he said, I, he said, I know it. At least he apologized. He's a good guy. Hey, where are y'all, are y'all headed home? I'm at home right now with my hand. <laughs> 
Okay, safe travels. I love you. Say that again. Safe travels. We're we're filming a podcast. Okay. See you soon. Okay, I love you. Good story. Good story. Um. Wow. Jimmy Buffett, man. You know what I feel like. Legend. This is a perfect time for. Today's episode of De-Influence is brought to you by Honey Love. Summer is the worst time to suffer with an uncomfortable bra. Ugh, especially with that Texas heat, y'all. It's time to upgrade from your traditional bras that use uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supporting bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with that with fabric that's so soft, it feels like a second skin. You know that feeling when you get home and you just want to immediately take off your bra? With Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. Their bras are so comfortable, you may even forget you're wearing them. I also love that the bras are designed with back smoothing fabric to prevent your bra from sticking out in the back. Ugh. I recommend either the crossover bra or the V bra. The crossover bra is their best seller for a reason. It provides support, has no underwiring and added mesh, detailing for a touch of sexy. Their V bra is more relaxed lounge bra. It's designed to lift and separate with molded cups and is not like a shelf-like bra that creates a uniboob effect. Don't we hate a uniboob? Honey Love has more than just bras. They have incredibly comfortable shapewear, tanks, and leggings for every support. They have you covered for the everyday look, workouts, weddings, and more. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash de-influenced. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash de-influenced. Truly, I do love their bras because I don't wear any underwire because I don't have any boobs. Maybe one day I will. We'll see. Maybe it's like a premonition of mine. Um, but I, so I like anything that doesn't have underwire, underwire because like I either wear sticky boobs or like a bralette. And so they're truly like the best. They're so comfortable. Anyway, back to the show. We got a couple other headlines we should probably go over here. Um, kind of strange ones, if I'm being honest. New study shows that dirty air is the biggest threat to health. Huh. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't you know, know about it's this. It's always something new. It's always something. Didn't they one time say like eggs were bad for you? <laughs> and then it was like bacon's bad for you. And then it was like, oh, bacon's good for you. <laughs> I, don't like, think, I don't think bacon is good for you. Really? Do Jordan, you want to know? Do you want to? Can I tell pork. you? Can I, can I tell you a story about, you know, the American breakfast, this eggs and bacon? Yeah. You love the story. I know what you're going to say. Did I have I've already told the story? It's like the marketing genius guy behind it. But yeah. Edward, tell story. Edward Bernays, the father of PR. <laughs> It turns out that the American breakfast, he was hired by, what was it, the pork? The pork conglomerates? No, I think it was like I think it was the, the egg conglomerates. No, 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 it was pork. Oh. It was the pork. The pork conglomerates were like, guys, we got to sell more bacon. This stuff causes cancer. <laughs> it's horrible for you. It's made from like disgusting pigs rolling over and eating their own poop. What can we do? So Edward Bernays was hired by the pork conglomerates and they were struggling. They needed to sell more bacon. And so he didn't just teach them to sell bacon directly. He created the idea of the American breakfast, which is two eggs and bacon. And it ended up just skyrocketing pork sales. Genius. Genius. So Wait, I actually can I just wrote speak before on that a little bit. Sure. Because I feel like I have a little bit of wisdom to share. Okay. Um, I was in New York when I was getting my hair and makeup done by Bridget. I mean, sorry. What was it? Bridget. For Bridget's, yeah. for Bridget's wedding. Right. And um, 
I was meeting with like this, or I had this girl that was doing my makeup and, um, she was kind of getting started with her career and, mm-hmm. you know, it's so competitive and the, any, honestly, any industry, whether you're an influencer, hairstylist, makeup artist. And she was asking me, you know, like for advice and like, I was like, I don't know, but then I kind of typically what I do whenever people ask me for advice like that, I put myself in their shoes and I'm like, how, if I was a makeup artist in New York and I wanted these people to hire me, but they've never heard of me. Um, I'm not in the cir- in the right circles. I, uh, all I have really is social media to get my name out there. This kind of reminds me of the American breakfast, Yeah. but I told her, I was like, what I would do is, and I've seen this work with like a couple of, un- of other industries, I would create like a hairstyle that is, and honestly, it might even be a hairstyle that like has already been created. Right. Like, let's just say it's um, like the, you know how everybody's like dying over like the Pamela Anderson updo, which you probably don't know, but they are. It's like very trendy right I now. I grew up on Pamela Anderson. Oh yeah. Okay. So big Baywatch guy big Baywatch. as a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So what I would do is I would create a hairstyle and call it like the Danny. And I would do it like on, I would encourage like all of my clients to do it and like start a hashtag and start like, and it might even be a hair salon that like is already around. Right. But it, it helps like brand something like a product to your name so that when ev- anyone hires you, like they get, you get like your name out and like maybe it's not even like that hairstylist that's doing that hairstyle, but everyone's asking for it. Can I give you an example? Yes. So Kelly, Makeup by Kelly, and mm-hmm. she kind of coined this term called gym lips. And it was so smart of her because like now it's like a super trendy thing. Like I see a bunch of makeup artists doing it. It's basically you um, outline your lips with like a natural looking like like nude lip liner. Mm-hmm. And then you fill it with a clear gl- gloss and it gives like the most natural like plump look to your lips. And it's something you could even wear to the gym because it looks like you didn't put makeup on. And she kind of coined that term. Now, was that the first time that we've ever done that? She didn't reinvent the wheel. I've done that before. She packaged the wheel into something that was so like unique and special. Like every morning when I wake up, I'm like, okay, do I want like a full lip or like a gym lip? And I think to myself, like she created that and now people attach her to that. And now like her name's everywhere and she's blowing up. It's so funny. It's like innovation really isn't like new ideas. It's just repackaging a bowl. Marketing. It's all marketing. It's marketing, honey. It's like, there's probably so many engineers who have created like amazing products out there, but they don't know how to market it. And then it's sad. And then a Steve Jobs comes around and is like, okay, I'll take this and I'll market it better. And then he's the innovator, you know? And that happens in every industry. I know. Again, <coughs> don't, don't hate on it. That's just the way the world works. Anyway. Um, so anyway, this whole dirty air thing. Um, you know what? It's the, I, I'm not it's buying the air it. purifier conglomerates. Oh my and gosh. I literally out. wrote the same thing. No. No, oh, no joke. Before we even started this, I said lobbying campaign from Pura. <laughs> that is funny. Wait, I don't think We're Pura so is air purifying. I know. But they should. Yeah. Canopy the, or whoever it is. Well, in like... It's the same thing. It's genius though. Like say It's the same hair- thing the Kardashians do. They pl- they plant all these stories to tell a story about themselves. They they're planting stories. Like what? Um like I can't speak on some of the ones I know because it's like I, I know that. I know people. I love that. <laughs> and I don't want to get in trouble. I absolutely love but, that. But um you know. I know what you mean. 
Yeah, it's all it's all crazy. I mean, look at us, just a couple cynics, not believing anything the media tells us. I'm like the air's not dirty. We're like, there's lobbyists behind this. Everything. Um, guys, but though it's like actually sometimes true. Did you watch um the new show Painkiller? No. It's kind of like the show I Dope watched Sick. Dope it's Sick, about yeah. the opioid crisis epidemic. Right. And y'all go watch that and tell me that this stuff doesn't happen. It is. No, everyone knows it happens. 100%. By Some the people way. people are still like not on board. Yeah. How did people respond? This might get cut. But how <laughs> did people respond to you talking about vaccines? Really well. Really? Yeah. I think that people are so like that people woke up. Like people are like, wait, why? We went from not trusting pharma and that was like a very liberal art ideology to then like, oh, let's totally trust everything that they're wanting us to put in our bodies. Guys, it's so like, it is so marketing, but here's the thing. I'm also not like anti-vaccine. No, I'm not anti-medicine or anti-vaccines, yeah, like, but like, I'm like, like give me the drugs, give me 18 the shots for our kids. Like I'm good. Yeah. No, like I'm like, give me the flu shot. Like I'm, totally. I'm fine, but I am going to question everything more right. and I'm just going to do like the necessities. And Stella had a, like a reaction to her 12 month vaccine, which I talked about. And I'm not going to go really any deeper on that, but like as a mother, you are like, you only have, like you have tools and resources and like, you're going to use what you have to make the best decision for your children and for your kids. And if you have something that like personally impacts you that you um, advocated for your child for, and then doesn't work out, work out, like you get to see something firsthand that some people maybe don't get to see. And um, so that's why I think that every experience is personal and we're truly all just trying to do our best. Yep. Like I whether agree. you are pro vaccine or anti vaccine, we are all trying to care for our babies. So like, don't hate on people for the decision that they I make. I also think that there's a lot of natural remedies that are being like <clears throat> definitely lobbied against and covered up. Like, I feel like I learned that through Divi, like developing natural products that will help with hair growth yeah. versus finasteride. I'm like, finasteride has all of this, like, these you know, downsides. these downsides. And like, you're telling me that like all these natural ingredients when packaged together can't help it. Can I tell you something else I learned Doesn't through developing Divi is, um, I've learned this like firsthand that these big companies, so let's just say that, um, Divi's hair vitamin is legit. Okay. Like I'm just telling y'all, I would Go off bet clean. my life on it. Go it is clean. the best hair vitamin out there. I have looked at the science. I have looked at Nutrafol. I have looked at, um, hers and hims. I have looked at Viviscal, whatever it is. Divi's hair vitamin is the best. It is scientifically the best. It has the most clinicals behind the dosages of the ingredients that we include. It has the purest form of ashwagandha. It is just the best. What I've learned is when smaller companies like Divi, because Divi is still a smaller company compared to some of these other huge companies, you know, what, what happens often, this is insane, is these bigger companies, let's just say like a Nutrafol, which this isn't, isn't actually happening. I'm just, this is all like, Hypothetical. Conjecture. Conjecture. This is all conjecture. <laughs> These bigger companies that see a smaller company that is threatening to the industry, they will come in and buy that company to kill them. Yep. So it is like equivalent to, and I'm not saying this is happening, and I also would honestly like, yeah. Um, 
a bigger company like Nutrafol would come in and buy Divi and kill it and keep Nutrafol alive because they already have been around for so much longer and they're more legitimate in the eyes of like the masses because they've been around for so much longer. They have all these terms that they can say like number one dermatologist recommended. I'm like, if any dermatologist looked at the ingredients compared to Divi, Divi would be recommended over. Well, dude, we talked to our and every influencer that are we doing this? Are we? Let's go off. No, but every influencer that pushes Nutrafol over Divi, like truly, like you don't know what you're talking about because if you look at the science, Divi is better. (sighs) I only get like this because you know I get competitive. I know I get it, but like we talked to we talked to a dermatologist that I saw and I was like, oh, like, why do you, why are you selling this vitamin? I'm not going to say who they were selling, but like, why are you selling this vitamin? They were like, oh yeah, they just, their reps approached us. Like they have more money and, and I was more like, okay, well like, Divi. like what's, we don't have all the, the manpower that these bigger companies have also guys, because we haven't taken any money from anyone. Everything that we've done has been self-funded. So we maybe one day could take money from people like a bank or something and to then grow. to grow and to hire a sales force and to hire all these people. And I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I just wanted to take this like one step at a time. But I think what, um, what annoys me is whenever like the science isn't speaking for itself. Cause you know, that's my biggest thing with Divi. Yeah. I just want the science to be out there. I want well, the, the science to be out there. So they're not going to buy us and kill us. But like, so short of that, what they will do and have done, not defining who they is, is they will legally come after us and send us all these letters that are basically like threatening. Yeah. Hypothetically, they'll hypothetically, send us, wink, wink. They'll, they'll send us these letters that are threatening and saying, you're doing this, you're doing that. And what they will do to kill small companies is like they will have these like really high powered law firms. And when you are going to fight something like it's basically like for a big company, it's a cost of doing business, like send them a letter, threaten them, scare them, take them to court. But small companies don't have the funds to actually defend themselves. The funds or the experience or the know-how like this is all new for us. And so these other companies that have been around for 10 years, they have this infrastructure. They probably have like in-house teams, but not today. Not today, Satan. Don't pick. Yeah. Not today, Satan. Don't pick on us. We ain't falling for these tricks. It's really, really hard. It's so tough to people. grow whenever all these other big companies want you to fail. I like just imagine in my head in about 48 hours, I'm going to get an email from our lawyers that are like, listen to the podcast, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Let's talk. Dude. I'm like, I can't, con- I can't, sorry. I can't I'm just, control. I'm out here. I'm out here telling the truth. Okay. This is de-influence. I'm here to de-influence <laughs> uh, uh, fake news. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically not buying this dirty air is the biggest threat to health. Mm-mm. Well, like, honestly, like, not falling but for But honestly, it. like, duh. Like, well, yeah, duh. Like, duh. Like, it's air, and we don't want dirty air in our lungs. Like, that would kill us. Yeah. So. As we smoke our vape pens. Not we, but, like, as society. Oh, I was like, society. I've never done that, but okay. Um, did, I, did you see on my stories the other day, someone was like, what are your thoughts on Mary Jane? Yeah. I literally didn't know what that meant. I went and Googled Mary Jane. Do you know what I, you know where my mind immediately went? Spider-Man? No. I went to TikTok and typed in Mary Jane because I thought maybe Mary Jane was a hater on TikTok, TikTok that was making mean content about me. Gosh, you're so paranoid. That's where my brain went. And then it's I so found funny. out that Mary Jane means weed. I didn't even know. Schools are all over the U.S. Uh, schools all over the U.S. are beginning to do a trial of a four-day school week. What are your mm, thoughts? Really mm, process mm, this mm. though. Mm, mm. No, but no, no. 
I kind of like it. Um, I think it has like broader macroeconomic impacts. Oh, okay. I like the way you're thinking. Why? Um, because if you, okay. So think about like when summer comes, okay. Parents are originally like happy and excited to, um, have their kids home, but like no joke whatsoever, it will affect like the productivity of the economy because they're like watching their kids. Like it's really hard to juggle like work and kids. Oh, okay. Like okay. there's a side of school, like where it is childcare. You know, like it is, it just like is. Like you are, you yeah. take your kids to school, they're educated, oh, that's part of the system. Yeah. And it, it helps a lot of people so, financially. Yeah, so if you, like I'm thinking in the eyes of a business owner, okay? okay? Like if you, if I were to say, hey, you only are taking your kids to four days a week of school, like let's say it's on a Friday that they're staying yeah. home, Fridays are gonna become much less productive like True. across the economy. Like if we had to watch our two babies when we had work on Friday, right? it would be brutal. And right. if, if- And we're acknowledging we have a lot of help, but I'm talking yeah. about like America as a whole, well, then it, also, would, it would really hurt people trying, I think it would hurt parents trying to provide for their families. It's an added it day they'd have to pay for child care. Pay, pay for child care or, um, you know. expensive. Yeah, or or lose productivity at work, feel more stress, like because they're less productive at work, you know, like is my boss seeing this? Like, is, So I think it like sounds like a really good idea, but like, I don't know if it is. Yeah, I, I like the way you're thinking. It was very like realistic because my, you know, like my initial reaction was like, I love this because it's like, maybe Fridays will become like more known as like a half day of work for like everyone. Yeah. And maybe we'll get more quality time back with our family because I feel like our weekends now as like a society are so packed as well. You have soccer games, birthday parties, church, like you kind of don't really even get like a day of rest anymore. And so it would be cool if like a lot of those like personal events started to happen on Fridays as well. I also think it would help the economy in a sense of like travel. Like I feel like a lot of people would start to travel more and then you're spending more money on like yeah. on those things. So you're helping support other businesses. Um, and then, yeah, I just think it would maybe put like the purpose of life back into perspective. Like why are we hustling, you know, five days a week? I, I kind of agree with that. Like I think that like as a person, <laughs> If that macroeconomic thing was not a factor, I think you can be more productive, most likely in four days than you can five, like yeah. at work, in your life, et cetera. Um, I just think that there's like this, but it this would be counterintuitive thought that yeah. people have, especially, and I think it's kind of like a young 20 to mid 20s mindset. And I'm speaking from experience, like whenever I was in my young 20s or mid 20s, and before I had kids, I was like, ah, oh, like I never have enough time. Right. Yeah. And then you get married and your time is lesser, but you're able to do more with it. And then you have kids and you have way less time than your friends who don't have kids and aren't married. But like somehow I find that you're happier, you're more productive. Yeah. And so I just am never like we've had to deal with this like at, um, you know, Divi or Danny Austin or whatever company we run. I don't think that all the time, more time off equals more happiness. Like, in fact, I think that idle hands sometimes can be the devil's workshop but it's like an extra half day it's like not that much no work. i mean this is like a full day sorry but i was saying maybe fridays become like a half day of work oh we already do that at, okay at, at divvy we that's do that. that's because we're like ahead of the curve but like most people don't have that yeah we also like like we've tried we've started like 
well, I don't know if this is rolled out yet, but whatever, they're going to listen to it. Um, it. Flex hours. Like, so if you like, like building your own rhythms, I think is like really important. So like if someone wants to go to the gym at seven and come in at 10, but leave at six, like that's totally fine. Right. Or come in at seven, leave at three. Like we're, we're starting to experience experiment that with that at Divi because I do think that like what is hard is if you work a nine to five and you want to work out and you have errands to run like it can create like life stress right 100% and and that's also like even as a student I think that four days of education is better than five because when I think of like I mean growing up in public school I don't know what private schools are like but I felt there was like so much like just like dumb time that like we did nothing in school like you know like you would watch a movie for like two hours and you're just like are we here and it was just like dumb and I feel like teachers would feel like they had uh like they're just more efficient in that time and they're probably like more refueled for like Monday through Thursday like Monday through Thursday is like grind time like like let's learn let's take advantage of this time then Friday Saturday Sunday is like rest relax appreciate life yeah and sometimes I just feel like it kind of just like it lingers well, I feel I like think there'd be like less ang- less anxiety, like less depression, less all of that. I don't know. It's really it's hard. It's a really interesting debate. Debate. Because like I'm kind of pro. Pro four days. Here's the thing. I'm pro if everyone were were to adopt, and because I don't think it would be fair for like. I think you would have to match that with like rules in the workplace, workplace. of four days. That's what I'm saying. Because that's not fair. Then and you if, can't do that. You can't like if the government tries to tell me how to run my business, like I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, but maybe but for government workers, they get, you know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Is that on the flip side of this, there's a book. I haven't read it yet because I know it's going to create a lot of debate between us. It's called Dumbing Us Down. And it's basically about like system systematic education and like how it is like actually just like dumbing us down. It's kind of like creating a, you know, a, um we used to have the tax test, right? Or the star tests in Texas, like standardized testing the, to basically quantify. Maybe the star test. Yeah, to quantify how well educated a kid is. Like it doesn't work. It like, it's not showing like they're true. There's no room for nuance. And like Wait, this kid why? is actually good at this, you know, versus this. It might be good for like the fundamentals, but like, I don't think mass education like does a really good job at like catering to different skill sets that a kid has. So like, for example, Stella but is that on the education system? I think that's more on the parents. I that's well, not fair to like make every teacher be like, oh, this student is good at creative, so I need to like cater. I mean, okay, of so it precisely can be- my point. I think we should homeschool our kids. No, it's on the parents. No, but I think it's on the parents outside of that. Like for example, Stella's Stella. I was up at like one a.m. reading this. Stella's school has these after-school programs now, they're like 30 minutes long. Yeah. And she can be enrolled in basketball, creative, soccer. And like, when I'm going to read Stella's interest and sign her up for something, I have to pay for it. It's extra. She stays 30 minutes extra after school. But like, that's up to me as a parent to like encourage that for her to sign up for summer Outside camps. of school. Outside of school, yeah. I don't think that yeah. that's fair for the teachers to like be like responsible for developing a child entirely like well no that's what i'm saying is like it's not possible for like it's not teachers faults it's not mass education's fault it's just like me questioning whether mass education actually works babe look at us we were <laughs> in the public no system. i think i no i i that's why i disagree i think i look at like school and where i learned it was what sophomore year of <laughs> high school 
started a nonprofit to help homeless people. And I, I, I learned the most about how to apply education by doing something like that through that experience than I would have ever like taking a standardized test or going through the like routine, but it's not for everyone. Right. So like, but I think it's so much deeper than just like the fundamentals that you're learning. Like when I look at, and like when I look back at school, I did, I took every AP class, every pre AP class that you could, like I was not going to be in like a normal class if I didn't have to. And that taught me so much about how to manage my time, how to say no to like after school activities to make sure that I had time to study. It taught me how to read efficiently. It taught me like just like hard work and discipline and how when I put in hard work and discipline, then I could get into the school that I wanted to, which was University of Texas. And then that opened up so much more opportunity for me. So it's like the same thing when you, cause Jordan is also against like college. Like he doesn't think that students need to go to college. And I'm like, it's not about honestly, like what say, you're I, learning I, I, in I think it's going to be obsolete. I think it's going to be so expensive unless they change something. It's going to be so expensive that it's but, not wait, like sustainable. So then, but Jordan, then how is Stella ever going to learn how to like be off on her own? Oh, by my program I'm designing. You have time to create a program while babe, we're running I, Divi. Babe, listen, I haven't shared with you the program, but I have a whole program that I'm creating for our kids. Okay. Like, tr- the let me, only ju- thing let me that- give you a couple insights. Okay. Um, first of all, Stratton's going through Eagle Scouts. No ifs, ands, or buts. Right. <laughs> He's like, Mom, no, I don't want to be an Eagle Boy Scout. I'm like, Stratton, you are going to learn to change a tire. tire, And we're going to learn together because I don't know how to change a tire either. So you learn from your mistakes. Right. Uh, Age 10 or uh, age 5, we're going to gift them a family Bible. Can I just say that Stella is also going through Girl Scouts because she's going to learn how to hustle those cookies, honey. I love it. Like, we're going to start an Instagram and we're going to sell those cookies in the masses. We're going to get a warehouse. (laughs) Wait, I want to come back to the warehouse comment. I'll okay. Continue uh, uh, age five, give them a family Bible, teach them some, uh, the significance of it. Age 10, we take a trip to Israel, the Holy Land, learn about Jesus. Age 16 and 17, we also take them to Israel. No, age 16, Stella is sent abroad for a year to study in Barcelona. Oh, She's immersed in Spanish culture is she learns a different culture, has to speak in Spanish for a year. Then I've she comes back this. and we know I had a friend, Deirdre Huffines in college. Huffines has it. She's actually, it's not that family, but oh. it's another like big family in Dallas. Very, very wealthy not family. But she, Deirdre Huffines, like I would love to sit down with her because she came from a very like, like wealthy background. But that girl was so um, down to earth, hardworking, did everything like she she wanted everything herself. She was not going to fall. Her parents uh, make, made her study abroad for like a year or two. Right. And she came back completely fluent in Spanish, like was just it's kind a of the really same cool concept girl. of like boarding school. Yeah. Her parents which I was like always did it fundamentally right, like. against. But I like I, I couldn't send our kids to boarding school for a long period because I do think that there's a side of boarding school where it's like parents uninvolved parents send them off because they like don't want to deal with their kids that's really sad but there's mm-hmm. probably a side of boarding school it's so good for that them. teaches them independence that teaches them how to work Dude, with we others go, we go visit her we go visit her are you kidding that's why i'm sending her to barcelona it's a good place to go visit 
I don't know, babe. I don't know if I'm on board with this. Okay, we'll talk about it. We have so long. Yeah, like, but have, I'm like, working on a life map uh, based on their ages. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll I, collaborate on You know, my mom sent me to study abroad when I was 16. Yeah, that's weird to me. But I'm also from, I mean, we were wearing true I was, religion. I'm sorry, jeans. I was 15. And I was, no, I was 16. And, um, but I was only sent for a summer. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. It, to this day, has impacted me because... I missed home so much. Like I am, I have so much pride in our country because of that trip. Like, and I loved Spain, don't get me wrong, but like, I never realized like how good America was until I had to spend three months abroad. Yeah. I like literally got back and like kissed the ground. And now like, I have so much pride for our country. Like I literally will like just be thinking about how much like people put like their life on the line or how many sacrifices they put on on the line just to like defend her like I could cry like and it's it's just something that I feel like a lot of kids like don't unless they go and experience other you know cultures and like uh travels like they don't know and the same thing like um when I went to Africa for a summer in when I was a freshman in college same thing like I think it's so important because it really makes you appreciate and value what you have and that's yeah. that's all that life is about is is being grateful for your blessings it's like the Mormons going on the two-year missions. Yeah, dude, it just puts it's life like, into perspective. Like, I'll just always appreciate it. And see, I was not prepared to, like, leave home because I had never done it before. And, like, the most depressed time in my entire life was, like, first semester of college. Like, yeah. I was really hard because, like, I was nev I never had that experience. And so you're yeah. either going to force your kid to do it in college or earlier and be in little increments. You know, my mom yeah. didn't send me for a year. She sent me for three months. Right. And that was kind of, that was really hard. I was super depressed. Gosh, we're going to build, we should share our program. It's going to be fire. <laughs> it's going to be based on our program, based on, uh, Christian and family values, mm -hmm. like teaching them things. Like mm -hmm. I want to, I want our kids to be well-rounded, like them to know, like Stella walks up to the airport check-in desk. Like she knows what to do on her own. Yeah. My right? mom always, like when we would travel, my mom would be like, okay, Danny, like get us to our seats. And my brother and I would have to figure out how to get us there. And we would have to, my mom wouldn't answer any question, questions and I would have a question. She goes, go ask, a, go ask someone. And we have to wait in line. And she's like, Danny, you know, why are you waiting in this line whenever there's this person? You know, she would give me like little hints. Yeah. But my mom made it very, like, if we, she would like, we would miss the flight if we couldn't get us to our seats. Right. She was like so adamant about it. I'm supposed to run to Divi. This was a great, this was so, such a fun episode. Man, we didn't even get through like, I know, but Anything. listen, we we spit fire this episode. I had a lot of fun. We spit facts. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Let's close it out. All right. Guys, thanks for listening to this episode of De-Influenced. If you would like to subscribe, we would really appreciate it because then we know that you like us and then <laughs> we'll continue to create more. And feel free to leave us a review. Also, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your oh, friends. oh, oh. We also have a de-influenced Instagram now. Wow. Yeah. we. It's actually like kind of popping off. Like it's actually like kind of better than my own Instagram. Really? Yeah. It's really good. Can I run it? Um, no. I would <laughs> love to run it. You would get us canceled like so many oh times. Oh my gosh. I would love to run it. Um, But we love you guys and we will talk to you later. Bye.